Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. We are going to run through some winners and losers of the off-season and um, basically give, us our, give our verdict on how some of the teams have done. Um, or actually, are you doing teams or other stuff? Uh, yeah, I've basically got teams. Yeah, same. Um, so yeah, do you want to kick us off? Um, yeah, do you want a winner or a loser? Um, let's let's start with a loser. I imagine we we'll probably have the same list, aren't we? Again, like we always do. Maybe. Okay, my first loser, and it's not. They're like my least loserish. I think is the Giants, just because they went big fish hunting and didn't get anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Same. They went for Prayer and Judge and got neither. Um, they also lost Carlos Rodon, who I thought was always going to leave anyway. Um, it was like actually an okay off season, I think. Like again, like and I guess it's kind of a complaint from a lot of fans of a lot of teams, but particularly the Giants, because I'm sort of more in touch with that. Is it was like a mid to small market successful off season? Yeah. Lowish risk moves. The Pedersen back coming back, Conforto, Hanniger. Like that lineup is better than it was. Um, a few months Forced ago, the bullpen a bit, added more, like more depth in the rotation. It was kind of just solid, like they strengthened like a lot of areas, but they just didn't. They basically went for two of the biggest frames, got neither of them. So it's yeah, I think by definition it's a loss then, because it's also you feel it's a bit about ceiling. I know it sounds weird for a team that won 107 a couple of years ago, but. Um, like the defense, for instance, was atrocious, and it's not necessarily like got better personnel personnel wise, really. Um, the pitching, like they did these two opt out deals with Stripling and Manaya, so it's like they could be good for twenty twenty three. I guess the oh, the defense hasn't like it's not obviously improved. Like they've not got um, like really plus defensive guys, but then also. I mean, I think Hanager is pretty good defense. It's been pretty good defensive points, and basically, a lot of the time they're going to have, like Hanager Conforto going to be playing corners instead of last season when they had quite a lot of at bats where you'd had like Ruff or Pedersen in one of the corners. And I assume that's, I mean, Ruff's gone. Pedersen may play one of the corners at points. Um, and Wade, I mean, they've opened up a first base spot because Belt has gone. So Wade can play less outfield yeah, where he's well, not great. He's, 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 uh, yeah, he's okay in the other, but not, he's not as bad as the other two guys. Um, but I think the, almost one of the big things for that is that then Flores hopefully will play a lot first. Yeah, I mean, I the other future assume Flores is going to be playing first, which that was one of the, it was basically rough pedders in the outfield and then Flores playing positions where he actually has to field the ball a lot. Like, Although, like, J.D. Davis, I mean, he was going to be there, whatever. Like, he's not a good defender. There's basically still some, like, defensive holes. I know what you mean. Like, they've kind of got better by just not having, like, terrible defensive players Yeah. in key positions. But then you could tell Brandon Crawford's got a year older and he was not great defensively for a lot of last year. So, um yeah, I mean, I don't think they've been like a massive loser of the off-season, as I said. I just, uh, I think if you go for those guys and so publicly and comments from high-profile people in the organisation who are going for them and 
particularly how the career thing played out, to not get either of them. Yeah. And it's not like they then got Verlander or something, or no anything. So you know, yeah, they they they, I guess they pivoted well when they didn't. They didn't make any like blunders. It feels like they didn't make any moves. It felt like all oh, that really doesn't that cop deal doesn't look good. Um, but then again, like I said, it ended up being kind of low risk moves, and yeah, you you doesn't. Doesn't make they don't look like they're really pushing the Padres and Dodgers, do they? Whereas, like with Correa or Judge, it, their kind of whole um, perception of them would have been very different. Yeah, even if baseball doesn't play out like that, and it might not play out like that next year, on paper they look miles off those two, don't they? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying anyway. to look who they. Did they sign any infielders? I don't think they did, did they? Um, no. No. Okay, yeah. That's the one thing I think they, they probably could have done with an infielder, really, couldn't they? Yeah, Longoria, yeah. Belt, gone. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they are relying on, well, like David V.I., came up a bit at the end of last year's like he there's probably quite a lot on him now. Yeah. yeah. He's the only actual like decent defensive third baseman they've got. Yeah, well there's there's actually in the majors. Um yeah. But yeah. Yeah it's, it's not been a disaster, it's just been a bit bland for them, I think. Have you do you want to do one of your losers too? Yeah, I sure. Do we go all losers? Um I mean, the Giants were one of mine, basically for the same reasons of just half them not to be when they were so publicly in for two of the two of them, and actually, in fact, that they were. Sorry, I've not actually moved on to something else, but just another point of, <laughs> that actually public it had been publicly announced they'd signed both of them, not yes. at the same time, but separately, and yeah. they they didn't have either of them. That is quite a, by the end. quite a come down of a um, win to that. We could or maybe do you want to do a winner? Should I, I might do a winner instead, actually. Okay. okay. And there's a, a bit of a segue with the. I've actually gone for the twins as a winner. That's interesting. I stayed away from the twins, but go ahead. So, I mean, overall, I've looked at the off season. I think they had quite a nice off season. I mean, maybe could have done more on the pitching front. As always, it's like their. Um, uh, their rotation isn't spectacular. Well, they've never really had that ace in this run of them being good. And coming off a not great year, it's like you, maybe they should have done more. Um, but I think the Correa thing, in the end, is like if you, if, without all the stuff in the middle, you look at like how it's ended up. It's basically their star player looked like, oh, he's opting out, he's going to leave. Um, and they basically ended up getting him at like, a really good deal if you hadn't had a very very complicated deal but it looks quite team friendly considering what the other teams yeah offering before and if you look at like what the other shortstops on the market got yeah well i think we might come on to some of those as well um yeah yeah i i did nearly go with the twins because i also i mean as we're both kind of publicly like the idea of joey gallo being good again i think 
Um, yeah, I like that move. I like they took a go on that. Particularly, again, like the small mid-market teams aren't going to have a huge payroll. That's the sort of like a, a short-term Joey Gallo deal is it's quite reasonable. He's like fringe MVP player again. And if, if they get that and keep Correa, they're going to be really, really good. Yeah. And, and I like the Lopez trade for them too, actually. Yeah, because Reyes, even though obviously had like a great batting average last year, he is a guy that is... Um, I mean, it, it, there's not much chance of him giving you like power at any point or even like walks... And he can't defend that well. So it's like, even though he has his one tool, is like outstanding. Um, he's basically not, he's not a very balanced player, really, to have. It's like, the first time he's played over 121 games in a major league season. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like the, the batting average looks great and everything. But I mean, he, he walked 50 times. He doesn't strike out. He's like a very old school player. Yeah. Um, but a lot of time, those old school players would, um, like, you get some players like that. They would have like speed and defense as well, which he doesn't have. But they also got a good prospect in that in uh, Salas. So I I like that trade for them. Um, and I yeah, I mean the AL Central is just always a bit weird, isn't it? Like, you feel like they no team needs to do anything particularly drastic to suddenly be like they could win the division. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that with them. Um, on that note, talking about that trade, one of my losers, even though I really like what they did from like, it's fun doing something different, was the Marlins. So they've gone like completely in on having guys who don't strike out very much. Yeah. Like you just said, usually you'd pair loads of contacts with speed and defense. They've got a little bit of speed, but they've got no one playing in the right defensive position, basically. Yeah, although I've seen a lot made of that, but these days I don't know how much. But you can't shift as much now, which I think does mean it might matter a bit more yeah, maybe. in 2023. Um, and I don't know, I, just, I feel like a team that was struggling to score runs, I like I like them trying it, but I still feel like it sounds weird. I kind of like it from I'm interested to see how it works, but I kind of don't really get it because I, I saw they, they had like no offense last year and they've added some offense but not loads and have now made it so they're potentially going to concede more runs yeah it feels like so the pitching stuff that was already great now isn't going to be backed up in the same way and it's like well that this could go very very wrong if because they're in a park that's not that easy to hit in as well I don't know it just seems like I don't know, they've kind of like potentially weakened their strength and not compensated enough with their by improving their weakness, if that makes enough sense. Yeah. I mean, what, who have they actually got at shortstop now? Because they traded uh, away... Um, it's Joey Wendell, isn't it? Oh, okay. Who is, who is not really an everyday shortstop. Um, Gene Segura, who doesn't play third base, is playing third base. Yeah. But I guess Lewis, that's the this Gene Segura thing. I feels a bit. Like, I mean, he's used to be a shortstop to me, Gene Segura. So that one feels a bit like a. He wasn't a great shortstop, was he? But you know, it's like he's he's aging, so I'm moving to third. Yeah, um, but hasn't he been? Disaster, but yeah, I mean, it probably it also doesn't give you great defense for a third baseman, does it? 
I mean, defensive run saved Adam and not was a very good second baseman last year. Um, yeah, maybe you'll be better at first. Um, but that's what a lot of it just feels like. And like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I genuinely don't like dislike it. I kind of like smaller market teams doing stuff. Um, but also, I don't know if it's going to work. Luis Arias was a bad, yeah. by outs above average defender last year. Yeah. As a first baseman. Primarily. Basically looking at you, you think that infield defense isn't going to be particularly good. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to make. I mean, they basically, if it was like, if anything, they've not, they've like stepped sideways at best. I suppose, like you said, like they've not. It feels like they've they've done all this stuff messing around, and it's not made their offense better, which is what they needed to do. But at the same time, I'm not sure they've. I think some people are probably making more of the um, the Pablo Lopez giving up Pablo Lopez thing. Oh yeah, I don't care about that too because much. it's like they've also got other guys coming up, like he's. <laughs> There's so he's like a fifth guy, and, and not by advanced stuff. He's like they're like way below everyone else on, in terms of stuff. And like their rotation is so stacked. It's like that was definitely like he is potentially would like not been getting starts anyway this year. Um, well, that, that, I guess that's my thing. Is it's like an opportunity cost if anything. Then is yeah Lopez for Arias. I mean, then giving up a prospect as well. I don't like meh. But is what else could you have got for Lopez? Yeah. That's what I feel a bit more like. If you're doing Lopez and a good prospect, could you have got someone that wasn't just like a a no glove contact hitter? I bet you, I feel like you probably could have done somehow. Yeah, I, I guess this thing maybe they're just with the market there, and it's just difficult to attract guys. But you would have I don't know. In like if they'd got. Like Abreu or something. Yeah, they were linked to him for a while. Did he go to... Where did he go? He's at Houston, isn't it? Astros, yeah. Um, although I guess given that choice, it's like you go to Astros, potentially win the World Series. Or the Marlins, it's like... Not a close one. Yeah. And it's going to be difficult for them to outbid. Um, but yeah... You, they could have made, they needed to make a move like that is they need what they needed was not necessarily a superstar bat but like an established like hitter who's going to be good um like probably well you're not going to get that kind of guy that plays a premium defensive position so probably a corner guy like a Bray or whoever else there is on like well, I guess the trouble is they've plugged those holes by doing them. They put Abisal Garcia and the Soler contracts have kind of got them stuck in the mud a bit there. Yeah. Because they're two of those premium although, back positions. Although I guess those two guys are kind of have been that, but they were just bad last year. I mean, yeah, this is a lot of the problems with bad teams, isn't it? Is they get players that were good and they're then bad for them. Yeah. That's why they get stuck not being good. So the fact the Marlins could be good, it's just, yeah. Because I'm looking at their numbers from last year, and those two guys are their corner bats. And you look at their career numbers, I think both of them, I mean, Soler has had lots of power before, like just below 800 OPS for his career. He's had years where he's hit, well, he's had, he's had a 48 home a year in 2019. Right? So 
ridiculous amounts of power potentially. Um, but both Avicel Garcia and Jorge Soler had sub 700 OPS. I mean, Garcia's was actually 580. That is not good, I think. I don't work in front office, but I think that might be bad. Yeah. But yeah, and that's kind of where it's gone wrong. Well, 2021, the year before they signed him, was 820 OPS. And um, he's had a couple other years, like, around that area as well. So you're kind of thinking, best case with him, he's like a plus bat. Decent enough defender as well. Um, but yeah. I guess if those two had hit last year, like, you'd expected them to, or like, the out-season numbers, they maybe think maybe they don't need to be getting a big bat, but... That's kind of what they're banking on, isn't it? Um, yeah, those although, two back. the other thing we talk about the Marlins is, I mean, they're the fourth team in their division. They would have to have had a bonkers yeah. off-season to not be I guess that's teams. the thing, is maybe they can just mess around. Try some stuff, whatever. Yeah. I guess the point is basically, yeah, you just want to get guys with upside. Yeah, I don't think Arise is that either. I don't so. know Arise is that, because, yeah, he's like, he had his... Maybe he will just carry on hitting, like, 340 every season with, like, eight home runs. Yeah. Like, yeah. First base. But... Like, is the dead ball era again. That's, yeah, that's not... Not going to help that much. And then he, he's not going to exactly increase his trade value above what they just traded. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I mean, disappointing, yeah. I guess, I think. For the yeah, yeah, I think that's enough Marlins, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's, that's a lot of Marlins. That's a lot of fourth-place team talk. That's the problem with So Marlins. we've done two of your... I mean, I guess the losers is... Okay, shall I go for a loser that is, well, better than that? Okay, go on. Um, I've gone for the White Sox. I've got the White Sox. They sh- well, they should be. Looked where they were a few years ago with like their prospects and stuff. But they, they should be at this point. They should be winning 100 games a year. Um, and it's not even like a lot of those guys haven't panned out. I mean, some of them haven't quite lived up to it yet. Um, but a lot of them have, at like different points, have been like, maybe they've not all lined up at the same time. But just everything around them, I think we've talked about them before, have just, they just, even with all that like prospect promise they've had, all the other decisions have just been awful. And, um, I mean, I don't think they did too much this year, this off-season. One of them, obviously, was Mike Clevenger. Yeah, horrible like, domestic violence situation. Yeah. So now, I mean, obviously, that's like awful anyways, like having him now associated with your organisation. Yeah, that, that went wrong almost immediately. Yeah. But then even from a baseball point of view, it's like, well, it's the one move they made, and it's, who knows what's going to happen with that. Well, they made, they made another move as well, but I, I can't remember if we spoke about our podcast or if it was offline, but when they made that signing, we kind of looked at what he's been like since he was injured, and it was like, why have they even made the signing? And then the signing has just looked worse and worse since then. Um, one of my things I've got, <laughs> my first note about the White Sox is a regular in this section, which kind of is what you were just saying, really, is there's just a team that baffles with everything they do. Um, they also gave out a Benintendi contract. 
Oh yeah. Which is one of those that is like, it feels really unfair on Benintendi to say it's like immediately a terrible contract because he's not a bad player and he actually was decent last year. And he's always been basically solid to good as a player. But the like years and the number that they gave him was just one of the why. Go on, remind us again. I'm trying I'm to get it up. I'm going to double, double check the numbers so I don't get this wrong. Okay, I've got it up. Um, so he signed until 2027. It's a five-year, $75 million contract. Yeah. Um, Which I, I just don't get it. I don't. Uh, that seems... Yeah, I don't, I don't see. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't feel like the kind of player you need to like commit long term to. Particularly, it's like, like you say, he's a good player. I mean, his rookie year was the best year of his career. Since that, he's generally been like, like you say, solid. Like he can field in the outfield. Good, and he's going to be. Average hitter, like a bit of power, not loads. Well, there's a Benintendi available every offseason. That, that's what I mean. Is he's Multiple he feels like he's that like he's that complimentary piece, don't you? That you get. There's like I don't know, like like if the Giants had got Carlos Correa, they'd got Carlos Correa, then it's like, oh yeah, we still have to get an outfielder. Yeah, we'll sign Andrew Benintendi. But not for five years and seventy-five. No, he's like, we'll just get him on a on a, a couple of years. A two plus one or something. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, baffling to me because honestly, amid well, actually, this is a nice sort of segue. But one of my my biggest winner was players in this offseason. The Ben Nintendi contract is actually is not as gaudy as the Turner deal or the Bogarts deal or Judge, obviously. But I found that contract the most like, oh, this has changed. This is not what it's been like for years. This is like a post-lockout. Something has happened here where they're giving out years. And like, that's not a huge dollar amount for a five-year contract. But just why? Like, no one's been doing those for a few years because those contracts are silly. It's really bizarre. I was I'm just properly stunned by it. Like, this is a slightly weird comparison. Like when I saw the Rudy Gobert trade. So the Timberwolves are just, what? Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't really make much sense. Oh, and just to, my last thing on the White Sox, they also lost Abreu, Pollock, and Cueto in free agency. Yeah. I mean, Abreu obviously been like their kind of... Their guy. Their, their guy, ages. And uh, and now, yeah, they just... And now he's not. And they just... just it does feel, as I was saying about this, like massive promise they had, all these pitches and like um, Jimenez and Moncard. Those are the two that have quite a doubt, maybe as well. And then, but like Robert, I mean, Ab Madrigal, they, they, oh, they traded him for nothing. Um, but like all those guys, and the, some of the pitches have worked out. Like a couple of the pitches have had amazing years, like Dylan Cease last year. Giolito has in previous seasons as well been really good. And then obviously before that was Rodone, who then left. Um, and it's just like the, I don't know, they're just, they, they should just, from where they were, they should be in like absolutely unbelievable position now. And it's like they've already gone past the peak. 
they even got the extensions in for a couple of their young guys. They even did the bit of the a bit of yeah. the brave stuff. They did some of that. Like, oh, this is how you set it up, is you get the prospects, then when they prove they can play, you make sure you keep them. Yeah. You don't you don't lose the guy that breaks through when he's sort of like the, the problem is with having prospects come through young is they then hit free agency young and all that stuff. They kind of dodge some of those things too. And it's just got to this situation where it's like like we said, the twins have had a good off season. The Guardians are just there, thereabouts all the time. Yeah. Or a bit better than that. Um and the Tigers, even though we swung and missed um pretty horrifically on them last season, they also like roster wise, dunno. Are the Tigers like worse than the White Sox? I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean like you say, the thing is with the the White Sox again feel like they have so many holes. I guess the Ben Intendi thing is like the Pollock replacement. I mean he's younger, I guess. Yeah. But, and then Abreu going is like I know is the what's the idea with that? Is that like Andrew Vaughan now plays everything? Yeah, they had a bit of a log jam at the I guess they did have a bit of a log jam and Andrew Vaughan is a good like a decent prospect or he was and probably came up a bit too early. Um But it's like they've just they've just lost depth they had. For while not getting any better in their like starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um. Anyway, that that was pretty negative about the White Sox. Have you got a winner? I'll go for a win. Have you have you done any winners yet? I did the players. Okay. Um, I'll go for a win. I mean, this one is. Yeah. I've gone for the Yankees as a winner. I've not got the Yankees. I mean, I don't think they're maybe that obvious a one. Um, but basically, they've they've not lost anyone, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, did they lose Chapman? But he was... I mean, that was a disaster really at the end anyway. Last year. After all the stuff with Judge, they've ended up keeping him. Ended up keeping Rizzo, and then added Radone, who's like one of the best pitchers in the National League, to their rotation. Not and, and not as like replacing like a lot of these other big stars that moved around. They've like replaced each other in different places, like like Verlander, Gang Verlander, yeah, Grom. It's like they've just added Rodone to what they already had. Um, whilst not lo- like their lineup not getting any weaker. Um, so yeah I don't think they've done like loads of other stuff well I mean Judge Radone and Keeping Rizzo is three quite big things yeah. isn't it I mean yeah they were <laughs> they were 99 wins uh, last year and I mean based on like projection stuff I think they probably underperformed the last few years before so it's not like that doesn't feel like necessarily a massive overperformance yeah I mean basically Judge was fit and as we said before about the judge stuff when he was a free agent, in his career, when he has been fit for a full year, he has been like almost what he was last year. Um, yeah. So it's just like a 99-win team and they've added just another like elite starting pitcher 
I actually, it's interesting because I've got almost exactly the same logic for having the Mets as a winner. They won over 100 games. Like you said, they did Verlander for DeGrom. But I yeah. feel like that's an upgrade because Verlander yeah. actually pitches in baseball games. Yeah, DeGrom, sneakily DeGrom, has not actually pitched any quantity of innings. Like, in a long time now. Yeah. Um, plus, we went into this off-season with, like, this is a bit of a test of will Cohen actually just keep spending. Diaz, Nimmo and Ottavino all signed, tied up, and then they did the Jeff McNeil extension a few days ago. And, I mean, it's a bit crude, it feels like, to say they're a winner just because of how much money they've thrown at it. And, yes, there are some contracts there that maybe are not perfect, but at the same time, it's like they won 100 games and they've not got any worse when they had people hitting free agency. Yeah. They won 100 games with DeGrom barely playing and then brought in the American League Cy Young winner. Yeah, it's, it's almost... Well, it's very similar to like to the Yankees thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like said, where they basically all their guys that might have left, they just kept them because they could afford to. And then just like added another like elite guy. Yeah, it's it's very similar. And I, I just don't care about Verlander being old. I think I've said them there before. At this point I just I'm not interested in him being old. It like doesn't mean anything to me anymore. They got um Kodai Senga as well, did they? Oh, yeah, so they did. Sorry, I missed that off there. Yeah. They spent so much that I, I missed a bit. Um, which I don't really know much about him, but they've signed him to a five-year contract, so I assume they think he's good. And again, it's one of those where other organisations, that kind of five-year contract or that picture... There'd be a bit of, or is this, I just, it doesn't seem like anything's ever going to hamstring the Mets, like, anyway. No. So it's kind of, you're in this, like, well, is it a bad contract if they ignore the fact they've handed out the contracts? If you've got unlimited yeah. money, how can you misspend any of your money? That's the, thing. the other thing as well is, um, I mean, Japanese starting pitchers that were, like, elite in Japan usually have a, like, have a pretty good record, really, coming over. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like they're usually good. They're usually still good. Um, so that could just be like, yeah, they've like lost to Grom, who didn't pick that pitch that much anyway. Had a Verlander, who you assume you kind of know. They lost. Pitch. They lost Walker as well, didn't they? They lost Tyron Walker. Um, yeah, like you said, Walker to Senga. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, and then well, and they added Quintana as well. Yeah, he, he maybe he's almost the Walker replacement. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's not quite as good. But yeah, overall they basically added an extra extra starter. Like it feels like their rotation is upgraded, even though they've lost to Grom. Which is just a hilarious concept. A couple of years ago, that would have seemed basically impossible for any team to lose to Grom and get better in your rotation. But like we said, I mean. Although this is slightly contradictory, I've actually got the Rangers as a winner, but not so much the DeGrom thing. That's interesting. I was going to... Um, I almost had the Rangers as a loser. 
Okay, you go first. Why are you almost hypervisible? I mean, I don't happen to lose it, so I think you should go first. Okay. Sorry, I'm not looking so at that much because I didn't end up writing them down. But they were 25th in starting picture, wins above average last year. Very bad, even with that weird Perez season. They added DeGrom, which the actual deal I am sceptical of, given his health and stuff. But they also got Eovaldi, Heaney and Odorizzi. So they've basically yeah. gone, well, our rotation was bad. What if we just have a different rotation next year? Um, and there is a case, the same as the Semyon and Seager things last year seemed a bit premature at best and arguably reckless. They are trying to be better for 2023. And they definitely are better and potentially like a lot better. Like that's not like a top five rotation. I mean, it could be actually. If Heaney pitches like he did with the Dodgers and DeGrom is healthy and Eovaldi's healthy, it was a lot of ifs. It's like, yeah, that maybe that is an awesome rotation, but it feels like they've got like an above average rotation now. The offense, like there's stuff there that could work. And to be honest, the AL West, like the Astros are going to be great. Don't know about the rest of it. Yeah. One of those teams where the extra wild cards, the change to the wild card, yeah. I think, makes it feel a bit different. Yeah, I think maybe they can like spend their way into that extra wild card spot, I suppose. Um, I think for me, it's just as we, as you said before, of them not being in a great position. But I guess with the Semien and Seeger contracts they gave out, even though they didn't perform last year, they kind of, I guess they, they basically have to move. Maybe it was the right thing to do to just spend because they have to bank on them improving. Yeah, I think they've they backed themselves into a corner a little yeah. bit with that. Yeah, like they're, they're not getting out of that. So they've got to just carry on. If they don't uh, double down, what do they do there, really? Yeah. Um, but I think also maybe it was the... Like in terms of the starters they'd signed, that I don't know if I was necessarily that sold on it. Um, so we've already said about the, I mean, maybe we'll see in DeGrom, like, goes on to carry on, like, go back to pitching loads of innings again, but I'd say he's not done that for a while. Got that. Eovaldi has never been a particularly, like, big innings guy. No, that's a bad point. Um, and then Heaney, I mean, last year when he had that great, great year, that was 72 innings. But he only, only yeah. 14 games. Um, then 2021, when he was bad, that was only 129 innings. But maybe that's because he's bad. I mean, I guess... There's a lot of optimism. There's a lot of like best-case scenario with all of these guys. Yeah, he, but he's, he's, he's had one season where he pitched over 150 innings and a lot of seasons where he's pitched a lot less than that. Um, so yeah, so I guess that's the thing is that even though it looks like they've looks like done a lot and strengthened the rotation, in reality, they might have big stretches of season where they don't have any of those guys available. Yeah, that's the question. I mean, I think it's it, they've basically bought into well what this could be, and I think I've done that to an extent too. But in the, like seeing it through the prism of those deals last year, and then once they've done the Grom deal, it was like so they're definitely doubling down on it. I think yeah. we said at the time, like if they just do the Grom for their rotation, then this is all pointless and a waste of time, really. And it really doesn't make any sense. They've then done other stuff that could 
Yeah. There is a I world think, where they're like I, the second best team in the AL West. I guess that's the thing is, yeah, they did. They kind of did the. They did the stuff, and I like we said they need to basically if they're going to go for this, get to Grom, they need to add other stars too. And I guess they did that. Um, I guess just maybe the guys they've got, I don't feel that great about like Heaney. Don't know if you really expect him to be anywhere near as good as last year, anyway. No, and even then, it's like you're not actually getting many innings. He's not like a proper starter, really. I mean, being being that great for that many innings is just a reliever. Yeah, basically. There's a lot of relievers that hit that innings count. Yeah, exactly. Um, Any of Aldi also not being. I don't know. Maybe I'm being harsh on Aldi. Let me let me have a little look at his numbers, but I I just don't feel. Yeah, at 109 last year. Um, 23 on 180. Okay, he has had he has had some big innings years, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's he's the guy that's maybe most likely to give them bulk innings, but even then, he has had. He's mainly not given bulk bulk innings, really. Yeah, mostly. Um, yeah, just feels like even with that, none of them are necessarily like that much of a shield thing based on like um I mean obviously DeGrom is when he's fit, but just in terms of quantity of innings, it's like they they're still gonna have to give a lot of innings to the other guys that they had before. It's kinda of why I feel about it, but Yeah, that's yeah, fair, that's I think. Fair. That's definitely fair. And, um, yes. Um so we've got a little bit of time left. Have you got any more winners or, or losers? I have one more winner, one more loser. How many have you got left? I've got one of each as well. Okay, we're not going to have time to fit all of that in. But okay, should we say both of them? Let's say both quickly. Okay, let's, let's say both, both. winners. What's your winner? Braves. Mine's D-backs. My loser is the Brewers. Uh, Red Sox. Well, okay. We've gone very different. They're all they're all fair. I think the the Red Sox one's kind of obvious. I probably should have done that. Yeah, I, Red Sox is basically um, they lost Bogarts. They've lost Ivaldi. Um Story got hurt. Story got hurt, so they had to trade for Adalberto Mondesi, which is like, yeah, he's a toolsy guy, but I don't know is he. Don't don't know he's going to be much. Is there any any like. Reliability that it's going to be anything particularly. Um, and then they just gave loads of money to um, Devers and, well, they extended JD, didn't they? But... The Devers one was, I was just like, why why this one? Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't extend JD, did they? Didn't they go somewhere else? Did they? Yeah, yeah. he's a Dodger. Okay, I've got that completely wrong then. My Brewers won. So they was... lost JD Martinez as well then. Yeah. yeah. Bad. Bad. They Thumbs just down. lost all of their players. Thumbs down on that off season, I think we can safely say. My Brewers thing was basically the William that strange William Contreras deal where they got him. Okay. Um the Cardinals got the other Contreras and kept Arenado and Wainwright. And then the Brewers got Winker, who's like numbers were a bit all over the place last year and he's not a good defender. And I'm just, I feel like they're quite a long way behind St. Louis still. And like they just didn't really do very much, like proactively to get 
closer to them? Yeah. I don't really understand what's going on now. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go D-backs very quick. Um, basically, I feel like they just had a nice rebuilding year, which is quite boring. Um, but the main highlight was that trade with Toronto. Oh, yeah, that was nice. They gave the up a one. Um, who obviously was great. Um, lots of power and like a great defender. Um, but then also it's like, yeah, they, they don't really need that guy at the moment. You know, he's probably going to be close to free agent, smashing a lot of money by the time they... They've got a collection of outfielders too, haven't they? Yeah, they, and they've got a lot of prospects. And they added Gabriel Moreno, who's the top catching prospect, and in fact, I'm not sure he's, he might not even qualify anymore, but basically he was top 10 before last year. Played a bit. Um, but they've got Kirk. Yeah, so the Trident need him. But there's a really nice pickup for the D-backs to basically add to their kind of prospect um, backlog. My thing, my last one was also based on the trade. The Braves Murphy trade, I just thought, seemed like a really good deal for them in general. Like, no-brainer. They then did their thing with Spencer Strider and Sean Murphy extensions again. Yeah. They've got this ridiculous, like, half of their 25-man roster, half of their major league roster, sorry, tied down, like, the next decade or whatever. And as a bonus, they didn't do the silly thing with Swanson where they like, he's our guy, we're going to overpay him. Yeah. Like, like they, well, they, you bet they basically extend a lot of guys. But it feels like they've, yeah, they know where the line is. Yeah, they've been selective and they just, they, they keep making their position like long term stronger, like every season. They yeah. like two or three more of these guys managed to extend. Yeah, guys that you're like pretty sure are going to be good for a while. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, there's a very quick roundup of the last few. Um, yeah, I think that I think we've covered it. So let's leave it there. Um, we've completed the off season now. Yeah, and everyone can um, subscribe, leave five star reviews, and um, follow us on Twitter. Actually, do that. Yeah, try that. Give that a go. Uh, all right then, bye. Bye. bye.